What is going on, you guys? For this episode, we're going to answer one basic question. Is drinking one bottle of wine a day a good habit or a bad habit? And if you're drinking one bottle of wine, should you continue to do it? Now, all of you can look this up on the internet. And I think that's really the wrong question about whether drinking one bottle of wine per day is good or bad. In the lens of James Clear, which is the lens we're using here, because this is the third episode in our series on atomic habits by Mr. Awesomeness, James Clear himself, who I also have a major man crush on, we're going to answer the question through his lens, which when you're trying to think about whether you should add something or subtract something from your life, you have to ask one basic question. Does this action reinforce the identity that you want to become? Or does it inhibit the identity of the person you want to become? So I'm going to make an assumption. And if your assumption is different than this, then maybe that may affect the way that you answer this question. I'm going to assume that most of you do not want to be poor and fat and that most of you would prefer to be rich and fit, or at least have a healthy body weight, or have more money. I know that these can be kind of loaded terms, but through that lens, I think the answer is quite clear. Drinking one bottle of wine per day is a bad habit. And with alcohol abuse, uh, there's so many different places to think about in terms of the consequences. There's the operating while intoxicated. There's the violence that occurs. There's the unintended pregnancies that occur. There's the lack of judgment where you tell your father-in-law, you know, I've been wanting to tell you something for the longest time. You're a total asshole. I feel good about saying that. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, holy shit, what did I just do? Yeah, so there's those. There's the health consequences, all of those things that you can look up on the internet if you have half a brain at all. But I wanted to identify sort of two concrete things that you may have never thought of in terms of alcohol, or if you do, if you have thought about it, you haven't thought about it in any great detail. And as with most things, when you actually put the focus of your attention on these things, you'll think, duh, why didn't I think about that before? Because it's just standing there right there in front of you. And for those of you who think like, oh my God, this is so obvious. Well, it took me a long time to figure this out because that was my peak with one bottle a night, more or less. Um, I'd get a box of wine and you know, it ended up being about four glasses of wine or five every night. I don't know how I did that, but I did. So let's talk about in great detail the impact of four glasses of wine per night in two concrete domains. What impact is that going to have on your weight? And what impact is that going to have on your finances? So first, let's talk about weight. And, and this is just, this, this is... These are ironclad facts. And if any of you suggest that this is a great way to lose weight, then I show me the contrary study. But as so far as I can tell, these facts are absolutely 
ironclad. And I think they're going to comport with your own experience. So let's talk about the tubbiness factor. If you're drinking one bottle of wine per night, you're probably fat unless, or you're overweight as defined by body mass index, or you may be smoking a ton and somehow counteracting uh, the alcohol content that you're using. But for the most part, you're probably fat. And here's why. Let's talk about, well, I'll just share with you, when I was drinking one bottle of wine per night, I weighed 300 pounds, which as my doctor told me, was essentially a body mass index of 36. And she said, oh, look, you are four points away from morbid obesity. So here's why. Each glass of wine, which is defined as about five ounces, and 13.5% of alcohol, 625 calories of alcohol of, uh, in each bottle of wine. This is more or less, it's about 125 calories per glass, depending upon what type of wine you have. And it adds up to, in general, between 625, 635, more or less is what you're looking at. So in terms of just the calories itself, you're looking at calories um, that are added to your diet every day. And 625 calories is a lot. Most people need about 2,500 calories. There's very little nutritional value to alcohol at all. So your body is not using any of the alcohol. And here we're going to get into for essentially nutritional purposes. And here we're going to get into for why this is so bad. So not only do you have the calories themselves. So if you think about it, if you need about 2,500 calories a day and the 625 calories of alcohol ingestion serve no purpose whatsoever, provide very little nutrients. You might get a little bit of, little bit of nutrients from the sugar in the alcohol, but very little. And so you're taking up about a quarter of what most people like for a dude my size, need about 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. So you're looking at approximately a quarter to a sixth of your calorie intake that's used up by something that serves no purpose whatsoever. But, but there's more in terms of why this is so bad for you. Then not only is it are the calories themselves, but what do you do when you drink alcohol? Now, you don't have to be a scientist to know this. You can know this just from your own experience. When you're hanging out with the dudes, you're hanging out at home. What do you do? You get hungry. There have been, this is just your experience. You know this to be true. So not only is it the calories themselves, but it's the appetite stimulating effect that alcohol has in the short run. In the long run, there's a whole bunch of other things that it does in terms of insulin resistance, which your body isn't using the calories. You're likely to get obesity, which is also makes that you're satiated. Um, it's more difficult to feel full when you eat. Your metabolism doesn't. So these are the long-term, but in the short term, I'm just saying the short term, you increase the amount of food you eat. Well, how much? Well, this is just one study um, it was done um, by the Journal of Physiological Behavior in 2001. And it was about the stimulation of food intake by alcohol. And to investigate the impact of alcohol on 
dudes. They did not involve women, but women, you know, this is true. When you're hanging out with your with your friends and you're chatting and you're drinking fruity drink, you're eating more, you're getting a little, you're getting a little tub. This is why sometimes when women go to college, they get a little tubby because they're drinking, they're partying, they're eating too much. It happens to dudes too. You have a fit dude when they're when they're a freshman, and by the time they're a senior, they think I'm gonna be kind of fat, right? Um, so, but but they what they did is they looked at 26 males, and so what they tried to do, they only did three different um, days for this, but on each occasion, they were given a standard bre- breakfast. And then what they did is, is they looked at appetite ratings, which was the desire of that they had to eat. And then they looked at how much they ate during lunch. Now they didn't give them any alcohol as far as I could tell for breakfast. Pretty good enough for them. But at lunch, they did give them alcohol. 30 minutes before lunch, the alcohol group had 330 milliliters of lager spiked with three units of alcohol. So as I understand that, there was a beer with three shots of alcohol and the no alcohol group was a non-alcoholic lager, so the same amount of calories with no additional shots added to it. And then they were told to go to a buffet style of foods and they were told to eat ad libitum, which basically means eat until they were full. And here's what they determined based upon this one limited study. And this is pretty much universally true. So just look it up. You can do the research on your, on your own. But on average, the alcohol control group enhanced their energy intake by 30%, suggesting that energy from alcohol is not only compensating the short term, but it may have a stimulating effect on food intake. So you're eating more. So, and this is assuming you're eating good quality food. They didn't even specify the types of food. What if you have a bag of chips that's salty, or you have certain other types of foods that make you eat even more? So, but let's just be very conservative and say that when you have that bottle of wine, not only do you have 636 calories on average extra per day, but you're stimulating the amount that you would eat that you otherwise wouldn't eat if you weren't drinking alcohol. And let's say conservatively, that's 300 calories, which would be about a fourth of a bag of an average a bag of chips that's like 200, 1,256 calories or thereabouts. So you're talking about a thousand calories a day extra that you otherwise would not be consuming if you were not drinking alcohol. But there's something more concrete in terms of the impact of alcohol consumption on your weight. And this is why we tend to get fat when we drink a bottle of wine every day. It affects alcohol is a toxin. And so what metabolizes toxins in your body? Your liver. And so when you're drinking alcohol, your body doesn't do anything else. That is your liver. Your liver recognizes that your body wants to get rid of that toxin. And so what it does is, is it shuts down all other metabolic processes that would normally work well to be able to absorb nutrients or to oxidize fat, which means to break down your fats and to use your fats. So what does this mean concretely? In here, I'm looking at a study 
by it was a, it was cited in bodybuilding.com you think about it bodybuilders gotta know so look it up for yourself november 14 2018 study and it was essentially looked at two control groups and it's oh i believe it only had eight men um, and i don't know whether it was four had the vodka drinks of vodka and four didn't but essentially it was four groups of um eight men two different groups the control group had two drinks of vodka separated by 30 minutes and then two drinks of vodka. So essentially four drinks of vodka. So it's quite a bit, but what they were able to determine is that that reduced fat oxidation by 73%. So not only are you adding all of these empty calories, your body is not burning fat at all. In that sense, the effect is even worse than when you're eating carbs, because when you're eating carbs, it's an insulin spike and your body doesn't think it needs to burn any calories. So then it uses that ready source of energy, but doesn't need to burn your fat. But when you're drinking alcohol, it's just like an even worse effect than carbohydrates have, at least in terms of your ability to, to burn fat. Now, carb people, I get it. I know we need some amount of carbs. That's beyond the scope of this. But in terms of your fat oxidation, your ability to burn fat, um, the studies I've seen, the other one was a good, um, such as a blog post, but it was from slimrxweightloss.com. And then they talked about this inhibition of your ability to burn fat can last from eight hours to a couple days. So if you have some tub and you have a decent amount of alcohol, let's say you're drinking your bottle of wine, you may be impairing, your body is burning no fat for between eight hours and potentially as long as a couple days before your body is going to burn fat. I wonder why you get so fat when you drink too much alcohol. So that's consequence number one. So let's just play this out further as it applies to um, the, the cost of a bottle of wine drinking habit. And here it's just very easy to just do the math. And you can vary it up, you can vary it down, but this is pretty typical. A bottle of wine is going to cost you about 10 bucks. Some can be seven. Who's going to drink booms every night? Some can be 15 or 20. If you got a lot of dough, that's, that's quite a bit of dough. But so let's play that out. So if you're drinking a bottle of wine a night and you're like, oh my God, no one does, a lot of people do do this. And this is one of my pet peeves with you know, the doctors that are like, oh, go ahead and drink you know, one glass of wine a night. And some people can do it. I, I just never, I never did that. You know, so you go to the doctor and, you, and you're just like, I drink one or two, but I mean, you probably drink three or four. I mean, that's kind of what you tend to do. Um, you know, and so if you do do one glass of wine, it's probably not going to be as big an issue, but if you're drinking four glasses of wine a night, which is very typical, I mean, if, you, if you're watching Netflix, and you're watching like The Last Kingdom and you've had a couple, you could have even more than that. Be surprised how much you can drink. Let's just assume it's one bottle of wine per day at 10 bucks per day. Well, here you can just do the math in terms of the impact financially. So if we're talking one bottle of wine, $10 per day, that would be $300 per month. And that'd be approximately 360, uh, $3,600 per year. We'll assume you're paying credit card. You haven't managed your money well. You're using the credit card. 
And most credit cards is about 18.5% interest. Some can be 25, some can be 12, but 18.5 is very typical. At the end of 20 years, that amount, if you don't make any payments uh, towards the credit card, would be $664,350. After 10 years, it would be $102,000. And that's just from your wine habit. Now, of course, if, you're, if you have a credit card, you're not gonna get sued by the credit card company. You're gonna be making a payment per month. So that's not what the total is gonna be, but it, it illustrates how quickly and how damaging one bottle of wine is to your finances. So someone's drinking one bottle of wine a night, show them this example and share this episode of the Rocky Cats to them. Let's also add another little wrinkle into this debt scenario. We're using the credit card to pay for it. Let's assume you're using your credit card to buy the bottle of wine. Uh, and then you're eating about three bucks more per day um, because let's just assume you have a $10, costs you about 10 bucks uh, to have dinner and you eat about 30% more. So whatever your food budget is, increase it out by 30% because you're eating 30% more food in terms of energy consumption or about $3 more per day, which I think is very conservative. Under this scenario in 20 years, using your credit cards, $875,651. And at 10 years, it's about $135,552. So what also does this illustrate, people? This really dramatically demonstrates this is an exponential issue, which is this one habit that serves no nutritional benefit and makes you fat, makes you exponentially poorer um, especially if you're debt financing it. Now, let's say you're assuming that like, hey, I've done my Dave Ramsey and I would use a credit card. Okay, well, let's just assume that instead of buying a bottle of wine, you didn't buy the bottle of wine. You just drank your own tap water or you basically had no additional um, alcohol. Okay. And that instead of buying a bottle of wine, you decided to invest everything that you just stopped completely. You just decided to invest that at a 5% rate of return, which is very conservative. I think you can get seven to 10, 5% pretty conservative. I mean, any loser can make 5%. And at 20 years at a 5% rate of return, the wine alone group, you're gonna make about $124,000, which is that's real cash. And in 10 years, about $47,000 just from drinking wine or not, or not drinking wine. And if you're looking at the, um, the, the appetite stimulating effect where it's the calories of the alcohol plus the additional food, and you're talking about 13 bucks per day. And by the way, that was my estimated extra cost of the amount of extra food that you're eating. That's about $13 per day. So if you're saying $13 a day times $30 a month times 12 months in a year, ends up being about $4,745 or thereabouts. But under this group, instead of, if you're not using the credit card and you're paying, you're saving this money for 20 years, that's about $164,000 at 20 years at 5% rate of return. You're, you're saving this and you're investing it throughout the time. And at 10 years, that's about 62,000. So these are just two examples in, that are concrete. So, when I see these things and these questions about if I drink one bottle of wine per day, am I an alcoholic? 
first of all, the answer is yes. You're an alcoholic. You need to stop. That's that is binge drinking, and you need to stop. You are an alcoholic. But there's an even more profound question. I know what they mean by that question. They mean by an alcoholic is am I someone who needs alcohol um, in kind of a bad way? It's kind of a superficial question. It's the fact that they have to ask the internet to see whether they're an alcoholic. They have the knowledge within them already to know. The question is not whether they're alcoholic, which of course is relevant. The deeper question is, is does drinking a bottle of wine a day, again, through the lens of my man crush, James Clear, does that reinforce my identity or does it inhibit my identity? Most of us do not want to be poor and fat. We don't. I mean, I've had a game of election. I'd not like to lose it. We want to be fit. Most of us don't want to be poor. We'd rather have more money than not. Um, and the people that say that they, they want to be fat, they want to be obese and poor. No one wants that. Okay. And so for the dude asking on the internet, if I drink one bottle of wine a day and am I an alcoholic, you have the ability to answer that. So if you want to be poor and fat, um, keep drinking a bottle of wine a day. I guess that's, that's what's going to get you. If you want to be slim and richer, then stop drinking and investing into it. Now, um, that's the, that's this episode of the Rocky cast. And these are just two elements of this, but I challenge you and, and maybe you can just, if you're drinking a bottle of wine and you say, well, what about the French? You know, all I can say with the French is that they have so many other positive habits built within their culture in terms of the types of food that they're eating, the leisure that they incorporate into um, their day-to-day -day practices. They don't have as much junk food, as, as least as, as, as I understand it. There's a lot of things that can counteract that. So I'm not saying that, you know, but in our country, we're full of processed foods. We have all sorts of people that are way overworked. They're not getting enough sleep. Um, and so for the United States, if you're in the UK or you're in Australia, I think it's a very similar situation. You are likely going to be much fatter and much poorer if you're drinking one bottle of wine per night. And this doesn't even mention all the other negative consequences, the impact it has on your sleep, the impact it has on, you know, operating while intoxicated, uh, potential acts of violence, unintended pregnancies, um, crimes that are committed, the number of crimes that are committed, like sexual assault, while people are under the influence of alcohol, is astounding. I mean, the number of times that happens at various colleges and universities is astounding. And of course, that is not a justification, it's not a defense, but alcohol is a disinhibitory quality. It impairs our judgment. So am I saying that you should never drink any alcohol? Um, no, I'm not. I just think it's at the very least, a daily habit is bad. And I think it's, I don't think you should really drink more than one or two times a month, maybe two to three times, maybe because that comports with what my drinking is. I think about two or three times per month. Um, because I do think there is some benefit 
to live your life as it is. Because my financial example, I mean, writ large, you could do that for anything. You could sit, you could do that for coffee. You could do that with taking a vacation. Like what if instead of spending, spending your money on a vacation, you would put it in the stock market or you would invest. So you could do this with almost everything. But the thing with wine, it doesn't really, and I think this is what I'd ask you to think about when you're thinking about your wine drinking habit. You know, in terms of the identity, does it advance where you want to go? Um, I don't think it does. Does it inhibit where you want to be in terms of your exercise goals, your weight loss goals, your financial goals? I can't imagine, and it doesn't do anything. It does feel good. And that's its benefit. It's disinhibitory. And I think that has some benefit too. Um, there's a social cohesion. So I encourage you that if you do decide you're going to drink, um, do it in a social setting um, where you have people that are around you that can look after you. Um, I think it can have some benefits there. The dinner party, the occasional get together. Uh, it can be healthy. I think it is part of our culture. And I think the reason why is uh, human beings have adapted it, but in the old days, you had very strict cultural touchstones that allowed us to regulate the consumption, much in the same way that if you eat socially with other people, you don't eat as much. Just, I, you know, I think in terms of like going totally cold turkey, maybe that's because I occasionally, I'll occasionally still drink. But in terms of the daily, I cannot believe if you drink alcohol every day, um, yeah, good for you if you feel like you're if you're rocked up and you're super financially secure, then I guess go ahead and continue to do it. But um, I think it's a bad habit and, it, and it's an exponential habit that I think well, that one simple thing, you know, again, channeling the um, high school motivational speaker, if you remember only one thing about the Rocky cast, think about reducing alcohol consumption every day. And if you do that one thing, you're going to have a huge impact in the quality of your life, the way that you look, your finances, for something that doesn't really advance much. It just gives you a little tiny, pleasant feeling for a while, and then it's gone and you feel worse. So this is the third episode of the Rocky Cast. I know it's been a while since we put out the high quality content, but we're going to continue to do this. We have two more and these are going to be good. Um, and these are going to be back to the positive atomic habits that you can do. We're going to do one on fasting and um, all the benefits of fasting. And for those of you who've heard some of my fasting podcasts before, um, listen to it again. It's going to be good. It's going to be hilariously funny. And you're also going to learn something. And I think it's just going to reemphasize the importance of it. And I think I may do a real-time uh, fasting experiment where I show how much weight you can lose in a healthy way in a month. So I'm gonna take you along on that journey with me. But then I'm also gonna talk about another atomic habit that I think is vastly underrated in terms of your own happiness. And that is mastery of control over time. I think this may be the greatest thing that you need to do to um, fulfill your own happiness such as it is. So infinite gratitude to each one of you who have tuned in this far to episodes of the Rocky Cast. Please continue to reach out to me at rockycast at gmail.com or rockycool at gmail.com. If you have any feedback, um, any mistakes that I made, any ways you think I can improve the show, any topics you want to discuss. Heck, if you want to be on the show, reach out to me and I'll 
I'll put you on the show if you have good quality content and you're hilariously funny at the same time interesting. Um, I may have you on the show. So reach out to me uh, at the, at the Rocket Cast. I know there's a lot of options out there, but do continue to give me positive reviews on Apple, Spotify, Spotify and all places where podcasts are, are heard because that's what we're trying to do is grow this audience and develop and grow a community together. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll continue to do high quality of the episode, high quality episodes on the Rocky Cast. Until next time, you and I see each other on the Rocky Cast. <laughs>